This is a trigger warning for everyone who is listening. This podcast contains triggers for sexual assault and animal abuse. So please be mindful of this as you listen. We have the ability to influence and shape the lives of people with the things we say, how we act, and the choices we make with it. accidentally click on this oh, we're so happy to have you best mistake of your life welcome to og influencers episode four i'm Haley. i'm cc and this is the podcast that explores your favorite artists favorite artists favorite artists we're tracing the influence back we're going all the way back baby all the way back cc how are you today i'm okay it's a low-key friday morning so I'll pep, I'll pep it up, though. Full energy for you guys. Cece and I celebrated Thirsty Thursday last night <laughs> with Graham. Graham was there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> At the landmark, hole in the wall bowling alley with Long Island iced tea specials on a Thursday. So you know that's the place to be, baby. It was fun. It was fun. <laughs> Can't say I'm feeling my best, <laughs> but like I'm happy wanna, about it. I didn't want to say it. But <laughs> Haley went there, so yes. We look like shit right now. Graham's not allowed to take photos of us today. Yeah, luckily this is a podcast. <laughs> yeah, so you, guys you, can't. Don't, you guys wouldn't know that if Haley didn't just tell you all. We I just look exposed amazing. us. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. I'm looking my best. Thank you. We Yeah, we're ready to fucking like get married or some shit. Our glam is perfect. Yep. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going? Am I going? What's no, Cece goes first I'm today. It's your turn. So I ran into a dilemma where I thought this person was like a favorite artist of mine. But the more I learned about them, I was like, excuse me, I don't like you anymore. Well, like, now I'm scared that you're going to like do the same for one of my favorite artists. Like, who is it? Well, I'll tell you. Okay. That's part of this, Haley. <laughs> um, yeah, so I like had a really hard time. I was looking for inspiration. Haley and I were doing our research together and she freaking blew me out of the water. Oh, she yeah. did all of her research and I was still like <laughs> working on my first person. And when she was done, she looked at me and was like, Oh, it's so great to be done. Yeah, and, I was like, totally mocking me. you. <laughs> Cece was on her phone. I was tip tapping away I was on the screen. That was not multitasking. I was communicating was with individuals trying to coordinate last Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, it's a job. It's not. <laughs> well, so Party yeah. Planner. So my influence, I looked in my room and saw a movie poster I had hanging up. And I was like, well, got to do this. This is the this is the one. So 
I picked uh, Nicholas Winding Refn. I don't know who that is. I'm he, sorry. It's okay. He is a Danish film director, screenwriter, and producer, best known for directing Drive in 2011, Only God Forgives in 2013, and The Neon Demon in 2016. And I don't think I like him. I don't think I like him at all. He's six but two. I'll talk about. Is he really six two? Yeah. I didn't know he was tall. So he gives I me. Like he gives me short guy vibes. I don't know why. Yeah, it's his. He face. just says, yeah, he has a small face. Um. Okay. So, Refn, born on September 29th, nineteen seventy, in Copenhagen, Denmark. Fun. Raised partly in New York. Oh, so he has a rich family. Well. <laughs> Father is a Danish film director and editor, Anders Reffen, and mother is cinematographer Vibeck, uh, brought up on, and they were both brought up on the French New Wave film movement. So oh. that was kind of his background. And that was like my first thing where like, obviously I'm not going to give people crud for like who they came from, mm-hmm. but it's like, it's just kind of annoying, like at least for me. It's not annoying. It's not interesting to me. Like when I'm looking yeah. at these influences, it's like, okay, I get like, it's okay to be influenced by your parents. Like that's fine. Yeah. But it's just, it's like less interesting to me than these other people who like really had to like make their own way. You yeah, know, like it's not hard earned. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure, you know, he's put work in, but like, not as much work. It's just like a less interesting origin story. It's like... I get that. You know? So that was one strike <laughs> against Refn. Disappointing. Um, so he attended the American Academy of Dramatic Arts, but was expelled for throwing a table into a wall. Strike two. <gasps> Aggression Ooh. that manifests physically. Boys who punch dry wall. That's yeah. what it reminds me of. It's so... like I. I don't think there's any excuse for it. Like, go run. Like, go for a run. Go for an aggressive walk. I mean, you walk. don't have to go for a run. <laughs> He's like, no. I don't run. But and I will never, even if I'm the angriest. Yeah. But, like, there's, I I, I hate that. There's other means of getting out your aggression. I just feel like doing that, throwing a table into a wall. Okay, so, like, punching, like, a punching bag is different because it's, like, that's what the object is for. But I feel like throwing like a random table into a wall while you're at art school wow. is like one step from like throwing a person into a wall. You, you know, like strong. Well, if he's six two, that's he's a, at least got long arms. That's another <laughs> strike for the hotness scale. Oh, six so, two and he's strong. <laughs> I don't even think he's that good looking. Either. He's not. He's not. He's he looks very basic. It's to not me. worth. I'm it sorry. If he throws Raffin. shit into walls. Yeah. So that was strike two. Um, but so anyway, I guess, well, he was expelled from there, but you know, when you got parent connections, you're still going to make your films. So his directorial debut was the drama film Pusher in 1996. And one of his actors got the best supporting actor award. That was Zlatko Burek at the 1997 Bodil Awards. Um, and then, yeah, he won and, you know, that you know he's just making films then he's got parent mommy and daddy helping him out are they his producers no i don't think so oh but i think i feel like they have to be like the foot in the door Mm -hmm. and then you know once you make one good film you know it can kind of snowball 
Well, this one, at least it had good performances because of his <laughs> Best Supporting Actor Award, which honestly, that's like ha- that's like the battle. It's just yeah. telling a good story and having people do convincing acting. For those who didn't know, Cece is a graduate from the UW-Milwaukee film, like with a film degree. Yeah. So you got some background in this, baby. And honestly, honestly, I think that... Um, Reference film Drive in 2011. That came out when oh, we were in high school. That's I a film. That. That's a film that like I mean I've got two posters of it in my room, <laughs> yeah. which is excessive. I get it. <laughs> um, but I think I think it's one of the films that made me want to go to film school. Like honestly, it is. I've got the two posters because it's starring Ryan Gosling. So like obviously mm. you have to have one poster where you can see his face. Yes, because he's very attractive. But then. You get the other poster because he wears this white like scorpion jacket. So you get the other poster so you can see the back of the jacket too. Yeah, you just got to cover your whole room in the different angles of Ryan Gosling. Yeah, you need both angles. That's what I'm saying. You need both Every angles. Angle. Um, and he won the Best Director Award for Drive at the 2011 Cannes Film Festival. So that's a pretty, pretty big deal ticket win for him and then he just makes his other movies so i saw only god forgives in 2013 didn't really like it but i was like you know not everyone can be a winner i saw his earlier film i don't know the year but it's called valhalla rising and the first like 20 minutes were super compelling and then i just like totally lost my interest and then in 2016 i go see the neon demon and I was just like, what is this? This is the guy who made Drive. Like, Ooh, this is so steady downhill. Well, I guess. And I guess I've heard I've heard from people that he does better when he directs films that he didn't write. So sometimes he writes his own screenplays. And I've heard that those are the ones that aren't very good. But I did not figure out which ones those were. Guys um, who think they can write screenplays, hard eyes. <laughs> Stick to film directing, but no, I mean I love. I think they that his films they like look good and like yeah. he does a good job of casting for the roles that he, you know, has written. But I like don't enjoy his narratives at least in like these last two ones I mentioned, and then the earlier one like it's they're just not. They're nowhere near as compelling as Drive is. And so I guess I shouldn't have started with that one. Yeah. You know, like the best one. But yeah, I did. So whatever. But he cites his biggest influence as being Alejandro Jodorowsky. Cece, can I just say all your pronunciations sound totally legitimate. Thank you. Honestly, I'm winging it. I expressed concern that I would not be able to say half the things in this, which we're still getting there because every single one of these people, we have a Danish film director, a Chilean French what the heck? person, that's Alejandro Jodorowsky, and then we have someone from Italy. So, Well, you know what? It's our podcast. It is. We- I'm going to try my best. <laughs> but it's their name. So. It's their name. My <laughs> podcast. Yeah. I'm, I'll do my best. But so we have Alejandro Jodorowsky, a Chilean French novelist. Okay, this is going to oh, be long. Okay. I. This is a long list. This guy wears so many hats. A novelist, a storyteller, poet, playwright, essayist, film director and producer, actor in cinematic and theater productions, theater director, screenwriter, film editor, 
comics writer, musician, composer, philosopher, puppeteer, mime, psychoanalyst, draftsman, painter, sculptor, and a spiritual guru. Who wrote? He wrote his own Wikipedia page. Honestly, that's what that tells I me. I wouldn't be surprised if he did. <laughs> I really don't like this guy. Oh okay. my gosh! I, I, and I, I know this is. I'm getting really negative here, but like, I guess that's kind of important too. Is to look at the flaws in mm-hmm. the people that influence Mine you. Mine have some flaws too. This guy is the most flawed. Like, <laughs> you're gonna be disgusted by this person. Can I say, when CC, when we were researching yesterday. Cece said, wow, this guy wears so many hats. And I thought she was talking about literal like caps. And I was like, is it Curious George? <laughs> like, that's literally what I was fucking picturing in my mind. Well, that's what this. No, but this is just a guy with some hobbies. This guy would be the devil on your shoulder and Curious George would be the angel. They are very different. Okay, tell me more. OK, yeah. All right. So I told you everything he does. He is best known for his avant-garde films, El Topo, which translates to the mole in English. Um, And that's from 1970 and The Holy Mountain in 1973. so he's old. He's 90. He's still alive. (gasps) Okay, well, old people are gross. Well, (laughs) no, I love old people. They're so cute. This guy is not cute, though. This guy, I really, I really have issues with him. As everyone really should. The people who don't accept how this guy is problematic, which are a lot of people. Ooh. One of them is Refn. That's one of them. Okay. It's annoying. Strikes so, all around. Yeah. That's like the final biggest strike. So he was born on February 17th in 1929 in Tokopia, Chile. Okay. And he was born to Jewish immigrants. Oh, man. Jamie, probably. And Sarah, I think it's Jamie. Okay. And I believe you. His father was a merchant. And so, okay. So I just said how I really don't like this guy. (laughs) He came from really tough circumstances. So he felt like an outsider in Chile being a Jewish immigrant. Like he felt, he already felt displaced, but he was born from rape. So, oh no, yes, his mother was not consenting, and then she got pregnant. And I guess they were married. I think they already had a kid, but like, you know, just because yeah. you're married doesn't like absolutely yeah. not. So, that's horrible. So, she, Sarah, the mother, hated his father and hated him. Like, oh, she's forced to go, like, obviously, forced to do this horrible thing. Mm-hmm. And now she has a kid, and all it does is remind her it's sad. Sad for him. That's how he was born. And he has an older sister, Raquel, who apparently was always the center of attention. You know, Uh, sisters, older sisters. Am I right? Dude. Yeah, we both have older sisters. (laughs) We do. We do. Uh. Kate and Kelsey. Yeah. We love you, though. You guys are no Raquel. You're no Raquel. (laughs) Just kidding. Love Um, you, Kelsey. So honestly, I think so this experience with his mother, like I'm not a psychologist, um, but I feel like he grew up hating women. Like, I feel like. Like he, his mom. Is that a mean thing to say? Because sometimes I call incel. people that. <laughs> it, it, I mean, yeah. No. It's mean. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But, um, because he's a dick. So, yeah. So I think honestly, like his mother had no love for him. He didn't like this older sister. Like, I think, I really don't think he had any cards stacked in his favor. But this is me trying to like play both sides and not be like, this guy just sucks because he sucks you know Mm -hmm. um so as he is living in chile he starts writing poems got into anarchism 
and attended college for psychology and philosophy, but dropped out after two years. Mm -hmm. And he went on to follow a career as as being a mime. And he moved to Paris. A mime? Yeah, and he oh worked with God. Marcel Marceau, the famous That's amazing. Man. Take one of the strikes away. Oh, That's a redeeming quality. Literally, no. You Being you haven't, You haven't heard the rest, Haley. There will be oh. so many strikes. He will have been out in like two seconds. So, okay. okay. But for argument's give, sake. Take him one away. All right, we'll take one away. He's out. No strikes then now, right? Did he only have one before? Don't know. Okay, so... <laughs> don't know in 1957 he made his first short film the severed heads and in 1960 he moved to mexico city where he formed the panic movement mm. in 1962 with fernando arabal and roland tapor and what the panic movement was it was a theatrical movement um like a i guess a performance movement to push surrealism to mm. absurdism so like in film? In uh, like theatrical performance. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. So he would like tape snakes to his body, cut the throats of like geese. Oh no. Throw live turtles into the audience. That doesn't seem like something a mime would do. Well, like, this is who different. Could be a mime can also not cut a goose's neck. Yeah. I thought though. Must I thought, not have been a very good mime. Well, <laughs> and it, it's just like. It's so cruel. And yeah. I can't imagine that's fun to watch. Someone no. throw live turtles into an that? audience. I don't know. I don't know. So that's like, you know, already like 10 strikes right there. Mm -hmm. um, but in 1967, he's still in Mexico City. He meets. <sighs> Ijo Takata. That's probably wrong. <laughs> but um, he's a who was a Zen Buddhist monk. Takata was, and he, um, he became a disciple of oh. Takata. Oh, like a cult thing? I think more. I think more like Jodorowsky was like, I agree with this Zen stuff. I will be your disciple, but I don't think it was culty because like feels like it. Well, no, but also, not really. Not I think he's just like, oh, let's make peace religion with myself. Is a cult, probably. Um, so in 1960. He made the acid western El Topo. Oh, okay. El Topo. I the mole. And become which becomes a hit on midnight movie circuits. And <sighs> El Topo, oh my gosh. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. John Lennon loved it. There is a rape scene. What the fuck? There's John a rape Lennon scene. loved it. God, all these dudes suck. I know. I'm I'm I haven't seen it. But seriously, so, okay, like, you know, films tackle controversial things. Mm -hmm. So you can't ignore controversial, like, you know, people don't want to ignore things. But there are ways. No, this guy, it pretty much was like he took his actress. So he, okay, here's the thing I hate is he has said so many different things regarding this scene. Like he said he did these things, like some things, and then he's backpedaled and been like, no, I didn't really. And like in the meet. Two movement in 2017 he like totally took back a bunch of stuff he said in the 70s mm -hmm. and so what he said he did is he took this actress into the desert to film this scene he's the lead oh of his film that. which already okay so whatever you write this rape scene like 
He later claimed there was consent in 1970, like the 70s. He did not say that he said there was not consent in this scene. He just said he raped her. That doesn't make sense. And he was there, obviously, with like the film crew. And he pretty this is horrible. I probably shouldn't even like. Yeah, say we this. need to do a trigger warning. Yeah, this is really triggering for the episode. Yeah. Um, And he pretty much was like, all right, hit me, hit me harder, hit me harder. And then he was like, now it's my turn. Roll the camera. Oh, fuck that. I know. I yeah, and makes it's horrible. Vomit. It's totally horrible. And he said he so he said he did that in the 70s. And then after like me too and all of this stuff, he's like totally backpedaled. Like the fact that he. And she like disappeared. She never acted again. She oh, she disappeared. So like people haven't been able to ask her like what was the like what was the atmosphere because later he was like oh no it was consensual and all this stuff when first of all like when you're filming those scenes like you don't have to do it you literally like that's what acting is you use tricks of angles and stuff and like you know like yeah you don't so even if she did consent like the power dynamic of this young actress with the director and the lead it's so creepy and wrong and I know the Me Too movement gives you like gives people fresh perspective to be like, yeah, all this stuff is wrong. But I just don't understand how people aren't watching this in the 70s and aren't like this is disgusting. This is horrible. I don't think that it. they didn't think that and people. Just but didn't they didn't have a it? voice. That's part of what the Me Too yeah. movement was, was giving people voice. Yeah. Well, and she just disappeared. So it's not like. Yeah. So. Strike infinity. Fuck that, um, dude. <clears throat> and this is going to make Haley sad. Ugh. There's a scene with a bunch of dead rabbits in the film. Oh. And he has he has said, oh, there was a disease. And so they were all like dead already. And I just bought a bunch of dead rabbits. But then in two different interviews, oh he said, God. like, I killed them. And there, or he said, I had my son kill them. Like, is literally he, like, unstable or is he like trying to be like that artist thing where they like lie to try to seem cooler? He, he said he was like, what? I was a young filmmaker. Like I was lying. I was giving the people what they wanted to hear. And no, that's I think it's bullshit. It is. So really don't enjoy this man. I really don't. I'm pretty grossed out by him. And apparently, like, he also kind of, like, he kind of started, like, his psychoanalyst. Like, he's got this, like, he's got some kind of, this like, religion thinks, thing that he's started. He thinks he has the right to tell other people what they're feeling and thinking. Yeah. Well, apparently, he, like, baptized Refn as, like, his son in this, like, this religious is movement. This is a cult. Honestly, it probably is. Yeah. It probably is. And Refn... De- uh, dedicated only God forgives to Jordowski. Did they all shave their heads and bathe together? Jordowski, dude, ugh, I hate these people. Yeah, I and I really, I mean, only God forgives was horrible. Like I, <laughs> it was okay, it was fine, but it was, it was just like so violent and just, oh man, it just gave me all the gross feelings of like really bad male aggression ugh. and that like. Uh, I just it, it's not it's not fun to watch. I won't watch it again. And now when you look this guy up on YouTube, um, Jodorowsky has a YouTube channel where he does tarot card readings. And he the like 90 year old. He's yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Die already. Oh. And I'm not taking that back. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, just so problematic. Like, oh, fuck. 
I just wish, I wish, I don't know. I wish there was more of a, I, I don't know. Yeah. I wish I, there are times where I'm like, cancel culture is too far. And then I'm like, why isn't this person canceled yet? Like, come on. I think there's, it's more than just being canceled. It's like being put in jail. Exactly. <laughs> well, that, I mean, like life canceled. Like, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Well, he's 90, so. Everybody yes. say a prayer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say a prayer for that poor woman. Yeah. Wherever she is. She's probably dead, too. Well, she was way younger than him. Oh my in this god, film. dude! Uh, I don't know how much younger, but she was a very young actress, so she's my, she might still be around. I wish that she felt safe enough to like speak up because I feel like, but obviously, you know, she's got to deal with it on her own, and hopefully, she's like healed from this. That's the thing with the Me Too movement as well, is that it gives it, uh, people a voice, but you could also argue that it doesn't give everybody a voice. That's true. Especially, I read all these articles in one of my classes about women in South America who don't have a voice in the Me Too movement. And women who don't Just have- Just women of color. Yeah, women of color, people who don't have access to a computer or anything like that. Yeah. Like the Me Too movement exists online. Yeah. And I don't know, it just- uh, The whole Me Too movement obviously is like a very positive thing. Mm-hmm. But something- isn't right. It's not yeah. to- it's all, not all encompassing. No. No, you're totally right. And it's it's totally important to to acknowledge that. Uh anyway, <laughs> let's move on. Sad shit. Let's move on to Federico Fellini. He is one of the most influential filmmakers just like all time. Like he's got lifetime achievement awards from the Academy. I think he's the only director to have won for Academy Awards for I don't know if it was for I think it was best foreign four? language film. He's won four. Damn. He just makes good stuff. And he's not problematic. I <laughs> didn't get to that part with him. Ugh, that's fine. But I mean he's really influential and I don't know. Successful. Yes. If he is problematic, I've ignored it for some cute little eye bleach. So imagine, set the scene. Okay. Federico Fellini, Italian film director and screenwriter, living on like a little, in a little like Italian village. Oh, okay. Cute. So he is best known for distinct style, which blends fantasy and Baroque images with oh. earthiness in his Ooh. films. And this is a long list of films, but uh, like, I mean, apparently they're all good, so... You know, going to list them all. La Dolce Vita, Eight and a Half, La Strada, Knights of Cabiria, Juliet of the Spirits, Satyricon, Amarcord, and Casanova. He was, oh. And he was born on January 20th, 1920 in Rimini, which was that cute little Italian in village Italy. I told you about. Nice. And his father was named Urbano. He was a baker. I think he was in the pasta biz for a little bit. Which was really cute. And he turned into a traveling salesman later in life. And his mother, Ida, came from a bourgeois Catholic family. And she loved Urbano so much. And her family didn't approve. So they had to elope. (gasps) Love. Mary for love. So cute. This is totally the ear bleach that we needed. Yeah. After that dude. Um, (laughs) Which honestly, like, I'm sad it has to go back to you, Fellini. But like. (laughs) <laughs> he influenced so many people. Like, yeah. I, you know, they're not all going to be good eggs, you know? Yeah. 
So they eloped in 1927. Um, Fellini discovered, okay, this is going to be hard, Grand Guigno. <laughs> yep. Which, yep. <laughs> and what? He, he was born, okay, so he was born in 1920. So in 1926, six years old, I looked up what that Grand Guigno is. It's like a horror theater where like people like stand up and like with stage makeup like cut their you know but it's it's like they're not hurting them but it's like yeah, at six years old you're going to horror theater 1920s were a different <laughs> actually time. me though <laughs> actually, <laughs> ugh. um so yeah he does that you know like a normal six-year-old <laughs> um but he also is like into this clown and movies and he's just what like oh entertainment uh yeah, that's 1926 kind of um, and in Mussolini's Italy, oh. Fellini um, had to become a member of the Avangardista, which was the compulsory fascist youth group for males yep. during Fellini's Sounds Italy. About right. So poor man having this fascist narrative shoved down his throat. And there was some information about how he's like trying to dodge the draft and like yeah. all this stuff. And poor dude just like. Wants to make movies. So in 1939, he enrolled... Well, first he enrolled in law school at the University of Rome to please his parents. Yeah. But there was no record of him ever attending a class. So <laughs> did he that really like go? <laughs> I think he was like, oh, yeah, I'm going. And, you know... Liar. Yeah. But, you know, follow your dreams. His parents followed their dreams. You know, like... I guess like in each other. But then how long can you really be a dreamer, baby? Well, <laughs> they elope for marriage. He eloped to make movies. You know? Fine. We're fine. all just eloping. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Soon then. The eloping will come. Um, but so after he doesn't attend the University of Rome, he uh, joins the editorial board of a humor magazine, Mark Aurelio. And while he's there, that kind of gives him his in in the industry. So he interacts with like script writers, comedians. And yeah, that's what like gave him his opportunities to, you know, get in. So I think he started with screenwriting. Um, but yeah, that's how Fellini got his start. And then, cool. you know, just became influential AF. And those three people, those two people really put a damper on our Friday morning. I know I'm and I'm really sad because I didn't I didn't go into this thinking like, oh, these guys suck. I was like, oh, I love Drive. I didn't like his other movies, but like, let's see how Refn got his start. And then, you know, he says, my biggest influence Ugh. is this man who made El Topo. And then, he, you know, Jodorowsky yeah, know. is like Fellini, 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 as he does his creepy old man tarot cards Ugh. on YouTube. That is so creepy. Who let him have an account? I don't know. Dude, I don't know if I'm really going to go all the way and do this segue, but I'm going to do it. Speaking of YouTube, <gasps> my influencers this week are full on influencers. They are They're 2019 YouTubers, beauty YouTubers. Oh my God, no way. They are. And they all, all and they're all have been influenced by each other. Like they all like. Yes. 
Yes. I'm going to argue that, yes, they all. <laughs> you better argue. Okay, wait. Before I start, let's define what tea means. Because we say tea a lot. And I, my mother said, tea. what does that mean? And I was like, tea. Tea. Tea, bet. You know? <laughs> tea means like... You can basically, to me, you can put it in any sentence at any moment. But really, the hard and fast definition is like hot gossip. Yeah. Like yeah. if you have a tea sesh or if you're spilling the tea, you're like spilling gossip. Yeah. Or if you're brewing tea, you're kind of like drumming Ooh. it up. You yeah. Know? Like you're starting. Stirring the pot. Stirring the pot. Yeah. Yeah. The pot of tea. Oh, the, the tea kettle, pot. bitch. The kettle. <laughs> okay. That's what tea means. So when you hear us say that 20 million times in each episode, it's just a fun thing to say. It's also kind of like cool. Like and sometimes if someone just says like an interesting yeah. thing, you can just be like, say, oh, tea. Oh, tea. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah, you're right. And it started with uh, drag queen culture. So we love that. I Ooh. love a fucking drag queen. I love them. Who's your favorite? Fuck, I don't know, dude. I have so well. Actually, That's hard. Trixie Mattel is my favorite. She's from Wisconsin, just <gasps> like us. She's from Stevens Point. Trixie Mattel, oh, <laughs> somewhere sorry, over Trixie. there. No, Stevens Point is fine. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. She's fine. What is even over there? Like, what do people do in Stevens Point? They, they wear makeup in their free time. Oh, and apparently, they, and they dance. That's and what Trixie does. Amazing. Trixie wanted to be like a. Okay. She's not my influencer today. Oh, oh gosh. But she wanted to be like a country singer. And then uh, and then Trixie started wearing makeup. And now she has her own like makeup line and stuff. <gasps> Coming Ooh, out soon. Exciting. All right. Who's your person? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of makeup, my first person is James Charles. <gasps> Hasn't Sister he been James. canceled? T. T. Yeah. We'll get into it. So he's born May 23rd, 1999, which seems that's like only three years he's after younger us. younger than us. Yes. You didn't what? know that? No. He just turned 20. <gasps> in Bethlehem, baby. New York. He Yeah. So he's like in from New York, but not like New York City. Could you imagine being 20 and being canceled already? Like you have that's to live part the rest of, the fucking of your problem. life. I know. You know, we'll have a tea sesh later. Okay. Okay. But he's a Gemini. And I wrote down the first little trait blurb I found about Gemini's. All right. Which I think is Gemini season right now. Right? I don't know. Yeah. Those born no, under this sign will be quick to tell you all about it. That's because they love to talk. Oh my gosh. I mean, I don't know anything about <laughs> but James Charles really other than this. Don't? Other than oh, the cancel, that's canceledness. What, that's all kind of how he is. He, he talks super fast in all of his videos. Like, yeah. this is my impersonation of James. I, I'm going to use this CoverGirl mascara and I'm not going to blah, 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 blah. That was a good impression. Dude, I can't know. I bet that sounds just <laughs> like him. Okay. <laughs> I wrote some this thing down because I thought it was funny, but his Wikipedia says James Charles and then in parentheses, internet personality. <laughs> He's an internet personality. He's a, the, an influencer through and through. I so. love that. That's their title. We just had this dude with the longest one. He totally wrote it himself. He had to have. They I mean, would have just called him how to use YouTube. He a problematic how to use personality. Mm. Maybe we should edit his. <laughs> okay. So James is known for his YouTube channel about makeup. Um, at his peak, he had 16.6 million subscribers and he was a top beauty YouTuber, but now he only has 
15.4 million. <gasps> he lost 10 million subscribers. No. Well, that's a difference of 1.2 million. But oh, did I? There hear was that kind wrong? of a little. We'll we'll talk about it more later. Okay. But in the beginning, he initially gained success as the first male spoke spokesperson for the brand CoverGirl after his senior photo went viral for his pop in highlighter. You know what? I've seen that senior photo, and I have seen his cover girl cover. Yeah, because he comes out with this photo. Well, it like goes viral on Twitter mm-hmm. because it's like, ooh, because that's exactly when highlighter was coming up in the ring. Like, and he looked good. He looked good, bitch. He looked good. And then he was on Ellen. And then on Ellen, he announced that he was a new male spokesperson. I remember watching that on TV and I was like, are you serious? Because Ellen's also a cover girl. <gasps> Yay. So she was kind of like, oh, together. Together. Yeah. Well,. So good for him. Yeah. I mean, I I think it's important. I wish that more men were comfortable wearing makeup. Oh, my God. Yeah. Men look so good in makeup. Yeah. Like, usually it's men of the, um like, who are, like, in the LGBTQ community who mm-hmm. do wear it. But, like, I don't know, dude. I don't think that it should be, gender, like, makeup should be gendered at all. No. I mean, you've got, like, the occasional rocker who, like, does mm-hmm. the eyeliner thing. Steven Tyler shit. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, you know... I love, I like seeing, I, so I'm not good at makeup. Haley is a really good at makeup. <laughs> you would know that if you could see us right now. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> um, but like, I think it's like, it's fun to see people who like can apply eyeliner with precision and mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. That's that my like, specialty. looks really good. Yeah. Haley's really, My really signature look is my wing. Yeah. Her wing. <laughs> um, did that hurt your ears, Graham, when I just did that tongue pop? Cool. Oh, good. <laughs> Protected. Um, but yeah, no, I like I wish more people did it so I could like see good makeup. More. Yeah, makeup is art. And that's yeah. what James Charles yeah. stands by. It's art on your face. Yes. That's so that's such a good way of putting it. Um, so let's see. He gained success through his creative and cool new content. So like he's kind of um a trailblazer. Yay. He's he's creating like really high quality videos and has new ideas and does stuff that a normal YouTuber might not. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote down some of his popularized words. So his one word that he uses constantly is sister. Sister? Like, hi, sisters. And then it's like a game where you use, like, alliteration with the sister. Like, oh, I'm sister snatched. You know? Have you ever like heard people he, do that? Like, he, those are nicknames he gives people? Or? No, like, he'll be like, I want a sister. <laughs> Shit, I'm not very good at it. I want a sister's steak on my sister's Sunday. <laughs> oh, know? okay. Just like, like, when does he use that though? Just in regular conversation. That's the whole thing. It, but it, like, th- is it relevant to like the it's things? It's just him. Like, like if he was talking about steaks and Sundays, he would do that? Or would he just like throw Anything in... with an S. He just puts, oh, okay. Like sister CC. Like I know you're. So like I'm gonna take a sister sip of my sister smoothie. Exactly. Oh okay. You got it, girl. Okay. 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 Here's some other words that he's popularized: good and fresh, which means good and fresh. Like, ooh, I'm gonna take a good and fresh bath today. Good and fresh. Good and fresh. Or like, oh, there's a new Maybelline mascara. That's good and fresh. (laughs) I wrote sister snatched, which is when you're looking snatched and beat to the gods. Dude, you're going to have to explain this to me. This is makeup lingo. I know beat is like you say like beat beat your face. Yeah, beat your face. 
I think also came from drag queen culture, but that's when you do your makeup. That makes sense to me, like the powder, <laughs> yeah, like powder, classic powder thing where people are blenders. like popping their face with a thing. <laughs> um, for a real one, is something you add on to the end of a sentence, like, "Ooh, pull one out for a real one, take a shot for a real one." For know. a real one, that's like that have means. a good one. Like, <laughs> what does that even mean? I, it could mean anything. It makes more sense when you when you like say it in a sentence. Yeah, but tea. Is part of the reason we all say tea. Yeah, we say tea. Sister shook. <laughs> like, if you're shook, you're, like, um, astonished. Mm-hmm. Um, love that for you. That's exactly what it means. It means I love that for you. So it's kind of supportive. <laughs> yeah. None of those um, are negative. And love you the most. Love but like, you the most. The, you notice the way I say it? Like, it, literally, I'm almost mimicking most. James. Love you like, the most. Love that for you. Love you the most. Those are just some words that he's kind of brought to the mainstream. Um, He won a Streamy Award for Best Beauty Channel in 2018. But he's also known for his fair share of controversies. Get into it. So here's some tea. The first one that he had, well, he had one, he had an Ebola scandal because he went to Africa and he made this really insensitive tweet about getting Ebola. Didn't he lose? Like his cover girl stuff for that? I don't know. I think he lost like endorsements or something. Or not endorsements. He well, lost. Well, he wasn't uh, a cover girl for very long, so that could be. It was. What is it called? When endorsement? you endorsement? Is it an endorsement? So like when an Olympic or advertisers pro- or yeah, when a, <sighs> no, I think you is it endorsement? Hmm. Weird. Yeah. So, but in March 2017, YouTube makeup artist Thomas Halbert posted screenshots of a previous conversations with James where he admitted his story regarding his rise in notability was falsified. So Charles originally claimed that he had his high school prom. Excuse me, that's not from prom. James originally claimed that he had his high school senior photos retaken with a ring light, the picture with the pop and highlight. Mm -hmm. But in the conversation that Thomas Halpert exposed him in, he revealed that he actually edited the, the photographs on Facetune. So that's a falsified photo. And that's how he got his initial success. Falsified. So like, so, wait, so the issue is that he said it was untouched. OK, so here's the whole story that James said. He said, oh, I took my senior photo and I hated it. So I asked the man if I could come back with my own ring light mm-hmm. and we took it again. And that's how this highlight looks a popping. But in reality, and this is what Thomas Halpert posted online is that James actually Facetune the photo. He didn't go back at all. What is Facetune? Facetune is a photo editing app okay. where, you honestly, you can make yourself look flawless. I use it. Ooh, Facetune. Constantly. So, like, okay. So, his, so it, it was a lie, the whole going back with the ring light. Yeah, and wow. that's how he got viral. That's how he got an Ellen. That's how he became CoverGirl. So it's kind of like... Like why it, did people think it was like endearing? Like oh, he really wanted. I don't this know. Good, like, like why honestly, is that it doesn't really deal. matter to me that much. I was gonna say yeah. Like, like you still fucking look good with all that makeup on. Yeah, like I don't. <laughs> I mean, obviously you shouldn't lie. I know because like they're, he lied they're to Ellen's out, face. That's rude. Yeah, that you that's crossed the, the line. Sin. Yeah. So this is very new tea, but he just got into a big scandal. With our next influencer, Jeffree Star, 
Mm. He's CC problematic too. Yeah. 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 All of our people are problematic today. Cece watches Jeffree Star sometimes. I do. Okay. My sister and I had a conversation. It was like a weird. I don't know. I think she convinced me yeah. that cancel culture oh. was like too far and like you have to like research it yourself. So I was like, okay, yeah. I'll watch this. But like. I know. I always go back and forth too. But here's. I. Jeffree Star is problematic and we'll get into his yeah. issues, but I don't buy from his makeup brand. And I, never I was going to say, I never will. I, I mean, like, I don't yeah. I don't do makeup, so I'm never going to buy products from these people. If there's a YouTube video that I want to watch and it's like super intriguing, I'll watch it. Yeah, it's kind of just like gonna, right like, there. Full on support this man. because He sucks. OK, so he's born November 15th, 1985. He's a Scorpio. So that's kind of like hot tea. You what know? does that mean he is? He's his personality is one of the most complex and mysterious of all the zodiac signs. The Scorpio personality is like no other and is extremely decisive and emotive. Their traits include being passionately expressive, intense, and rebellious. I thought Yeah, I think Scorpios he, just like really were like good in bed or something. Oh. Well that, oh, sorry. <laughs> but that's what I remember from learning about the star signs. Um he's an internet celebrity. Beauty YouTuber, makeup artist, model, that's a stretch, entrepreneur, and singer-songwriter. <laughs> <laughs> that's a stretch. Tea. That's too funny. He was born in Orange County, and when he was six, his father died by suicide, so he was raised solely by his mother. That's so sad. Yeah, that sucks. That'd be a horrible, uh, yeah. a six-year-old. Yeah, that sucks. Um, so... When he was growing up with his mom, he regularly played with her makeup and she let him wear it freely starting in junior high. Cute. So we stand. His mom. His mom said, I don't care. Amazing. Yeah. Also Orange County, you know, probably like. But like, I don't think it was like rich Orange County. Is there not rich Orange County? I think so. Oh. He didn't have a lot of money growing up. Okay. Um, he became, kind of her to share her makeup. I know, right? <laughs> I would never. Um, he became the most followed person on MySpace in 2006. And this wow, this is where he became so popular. And even I remember being on MySpace and seeing like his photos were at the top of every page because he had like the emo look. Oh, my gosh. It used to be emo. Yes. And he was so popular. Well, he had the pink hair, the pink eyebrows, the crazy makeup, like. So is he just like, he's just like a personality then? Yes. And people are like, and, and oh, that. yes, Jeffree Star, follow, mm -hmm. follow. So he's been he's been in the limelight for a long time. He's pretty old. He's born in 1985. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So his fame brought him the opportunity to create music. He has one studio album called Beauty Killer. And I'm not kidding you when this is the worst fucking music I've ever heard in my life. I heard one of his songs... It was something like I love straight boys or something. Oh, yeah. that Well, that's tea. And yeah. And it was <laughs> like, like, it was bad. It was like, you know. Ugh. That gets into him being a hypocrite. <laughs> yeah. With the scandal that we're about to talk about. But so he goes on several world tours to promote his music. In 2010, he signed to Convict Music with founder Akon. Oh, Akon described Jeffrey. Akon. Yeah. Akon described Jeffrey as the next Lady Gaga. <laughs> oh, wow. And nope. he had plans to release a second album. 
However, it was never released and Star abruptly left the music industry in 2013 under unclear circumstances. And he later described signing to Akon's record label as, quote, the biggest mistake I've ever made. Probably because it's just not what he is good at. You know, like... (laughs) probably Shit. why like exposed yeah like, maybe it kind of was like oh i don't like you like oops this was that was probably akon's yeah, biggest mistake we like of his Akon. life too akon is great akon does that like thing like lighting up africa or something Akon's where he shit. yeah we stand akon he's good he's doing good work for humanity <laughs> yeah okay so in 2014 so he left the music industry in 2013 in 2014 he took all of his life savings and he began his now successful makeup company jeffree star cosmetics which is what he's good at he's been good mm. at the makeup game since, since the beginning. 2006 yeah probably well, earlier that, yeah because he was wearing makeup in middle school oh yeah um so now he has a youtube channel where he openly promotes his makeup and honestly it's just about like showing off and how much money he has and honestly sometimes he has some good reviews Mm -hmm. like he's persuaded me to buy one thing or another oh because i'm a makeup fiend but like makeup fiend (laughs) like if you're comparing two things i might buy one of them but we do not stand jeffrey star and i wrote that down in my notes (laughs) we do not He was accused of racism due to derogatory remarks about minorities, although he later apologized. Um, In a video on MySpace, there's a satirical, I'm going to put that in quotes, satirical (laughs) skit between him and a drag queen. He states that he wants to throw battery acid on a black woman to lighten her skin so it will match her foundation. Yeah, I literally, I hate that. Yeah, he fucking sucks. And there's, it's like, oh, I hate. Like, and then he apologized and then he thinks it's all over and he deletes old tweets and he deletes all this old shit because he knows it's going to come back and haunt him. And then when people call him out for it, he says, well, you wouldn't want your past to do this, be like this. And I'm like, you literally did that. And you were old. like, it's one thing to say, like, who was that guy? Uh, Brother Nature. You know him on no. Twitter? He's like this famous guy. on. He's a Twitter personality who made horrible comments when he was young, like in middle school mm-hmm. on his Twitter. And he came out with this amazing apology and I totally believe him. And what did he say? Like, what was his apology? Um, well, his initial remarks about were about like Nazism and like horrible stuff. Uh-huh. And then when he came out and apologized, he was like very open. I believed him a hundred percent. And a lot of people did like he didn't like he actually redeemed himself. And that was, I think part of it was because he said it when he was so young and he didn't know. But Jeffrey was like over 20 years old when he was doing this shit. Which you know. You know. Like, whatever. So he also has feuds with Kat Von D, Kylie Jenner, Kim Kardashian. Isn't Kat Von D anti-vax? Yeah, Kat Von D's a bitch too. (laughs) But they used to be best friends and then they had like a falling out, public falling out on YouTube. So, Oh, wow. And Uh, it's all out there. (laughs) So he has all these fucking feuds with people. I think he's the common thread. Honestly. (laughs) But I was going to say, that's like, that's, that's some, so we know Kat Von D is no. (laughs) Jeffree Star is no. (laughs) James Charles is no. Like, are there... Well, Are there not problematic people in the makeup industry? Okay, well, right now we'll talk about her. <laughs> kind of. Okay. Okay. So recently, this May, James got into a feud with our next influencer, Tati. 
So Tati was born February 14th, 1982. She's an Aquarius. So Mm. she's independent, strong, mysterious, eccentric, intelligent, and attractive in personality. So Mm. those are all good traits. But (laughs) so she's like 37. And well, okay. She's a former makeup counter lady turned beauty YouTuber. And she has like the most wholesome channel where she truly reviews stuff. She tells you how it is, but not in a mean way. Okay. She gives everyone a fair chance. Um, according to Newsweek, she is, quote, widely considered to be a pro... What the fuck? Okay, wait. Progenitor? Progeny? No, it's P-R-O-G-E-N-I-T-O-R. Progenity? Okay, I'll just say something else. Hey, Graham, we need to... <laughs> Thank you. According to Newsweek, she is, quote, widely considered to be one of the first of YouTube's beauty scene and, quote, the mother of the YouTube beauty community. So she is the OG. She really is the OG. That's what we should say when we, we get to the last person. The, OG. the OG. Okay, okay, okay. Tati is the OG. So she founded her own makeup company called Halo Beauty that she uses to sell vitamin supplements for like hair, skin, and nails. Oh, I know this tea. Yes, this, this is the tea. Okay, and okay, as of... Oh, I'm looking at their social blades right now. And let me tell you all their subscriber counts. <laughs> so James currently has 15,457,687 followers, making him the 175th subscriber rank on YouTube, which is insane to me. That means 174 people have subscriber counts above 15.5 million. Do you know who is the top? Of that? Um, I'm so P- Well, it was PewDiePie and T-Series for a while. Now it's T-Series, which is like an Indian um, music production company. Oh. But that was like T in the next, last Oh, so PewDiePie, I feel like, yeah, PewDiePie got... He got knocked got, down by T-Series, but like, damn. whatever. Jeffree Star has 15.1 million subscribers. He's 182nd on the ranking. And Tati, whose username is Glam Life Guru, has 10 million, 10 million, 57,318, which makes her 414th. So it goes James, Jeffrey, mm-hmm. Tati. And that's how it was. And then the T began because remember I said James at his peak had 16.6 million? Yes. Okay. Here's the hot T, baby. On May Spill 10th, it. 2019. Longtime collaborator and friend Tati Westbrook uploaded a 43 minute video titled Bye Sister. Oh, <laughs> to her YouTube channel, heavily criticizing James Charles. In the video, she accused James of manipulating people's sexuality. That's a quote. And quote, using fame, power, and money to play with people's emotions. Sister, see ya. Yeah. So it all started when <laughs> I know all of this in my stupid mind because this is the <laughs> shit I subscribe to and this is what I fucking care about. I know all of this. I'm in a my 22 year old mind. unemployed bitch, and I know all about the fucking beauty community. That was so mean to yourself. It's not mean. I okay. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Okay, so it all started at Coachella (gasps) and James apparently it's weekend two of Coachella. Oh my god. I'm not even reading from anything, just so everybody knows. This is from my mind. Um 
It's weekend two of Coachella. James claims he just wants to have like a good weekend with his besties, his bestie group. And so they go on their own with like VIP passes. Mm -hmm. But the problem, this is so funny that I know all this. Like Coachella is so vapid. I feel like any issues you have at Coachella just Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. don't matter. I don't want to go. I don't ever want to go to Coachella. Well, maybe a little bit. No, but (laughs) I'd rather go to like Stagecoach. Yeah. Because like I heard Bill Murray was there this year. I would like to (laughs) hang with the cool celebrities. Same. (laughs) Okay. So anyway, it's weekend two. They have VIP passes, but the problem is anybody can buy a VIP pass. You and me could buy one. They're just like more money. Sure. And like you get in certain areas, but it's not at any way like there's no security or anything. Okay. So apparently James is so famous that he needs like a security team. And he reaches out to his friend Nikita, who is another beauty YouTuber, Nikita Dragon. He texts her and says, and she's there with Sugar Bear Hair, which is a vitamin company. And they have all this security. So James says, hey, Nikita, I know you're with Sugar Bear Hair right now, like sponsored by them. They're sponsoring her to be at Coachella. Do they have an extra security team I can use or could you put me in contact with them? Mm -hmm. And so they get in contact and they say, okay, here's a security team. And according to James, as a favor, he like, and as a thank you for supplying a um, security team. And this is totally expected. He creates an Instagram and Snapchat ad for a new vitamin for sugar bear hair, like a sleep vitamin. Okay. So he puts this out and then like an hour later, Tati has this super long Instagram post of her crying in her beauty studio saying that everyone's a backstabber and she feels so hurt by this because James is supposed to be like her son. That's what they call each other. Like that bullshit. Like, okay, mom. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He's your sister, bitch. (laughs) But so she's hurt because she has her own vitamin company, Halo Beauty. And he went behind her back and did one for sugar bear hair. So this is a 37-year-old lady crying in her beauty studio about this, at the time, 19-year-old kid who did a promotion for sugar bear hair because he was in a pickle. But, like, you could argue both sides. You could say, okay, James, you should have had security. You should have set it up beforehand. And is it really worth ruining a friendship? Because... He knew she would. He would ruin a friendship if he did this. You can't even like send a text beforehand. Well, like, I'm really sorry. This is my circumstance. That's interesting because Tati, in her initial video, claimed he didn't. But then, when James released a video later, he literally showed the proof in the text, the receipts. <laughs> you might say. So why would you not present the whole truth then? Because she's manipulating him. Honestly, I think that she was being manipulative. She's. Literally, all it comes down to for me is that she's 37 years old and he's 19. And she's trying to get this 19-year-old fucking canceled. And he's more successful than her. And, because and he's, he's supposedly got, like her best, one of her best friends. I feel like that's not like a good enough reason. No. <laughs> like, you know, I feel like at that point you're like, you know what? I'm mm-hmm. done. And well, she said there's other reasons. That's when it's like manipulating people's sexuality and she claimed that at her birthday party, he was manipulating a waiter who was straight. But then in reality, he was bi. And in it gets so deep, guys. But like 
this guy, I forgot what, I think his name was Sam. He's, I can't believe I know this. <laughs> He's from Seattle and he had his own YouTube video go out because everybody wants to profit off of this scandal. So Sam releases his own music video and in the video he, he claims like I was by, I wanted to be there. Like he brought him to his hotel room or something. Oh, but Tati said he was manipulating his sexuality. So, I don't know. So, okay. After Tati and releases her, this is so deep. After she releases her bi sister video, Charles sets a YouTube record for losing over 1 million subscribers in less than 24 hours. It's continued so to So, the whole, all the internet. Uh huh. I, I, not gonna lie, I unfollowed. A million people were like, I unfollowed on all platforms and I unsubscribed. Wow. Because if it's, if it's true that James, because we didn't know the whole story yet. If it's true that James threw away a friendship, manipulated someone's sexuality, and used his fame, power, and money to play with people's emotions, he's a piece of shit. So yeah, yeah. that's what we knew at the time. Um, but, okay, wait. So the low point for Charles was 13.4 million. And then it kind of recovered in the days that followed because it was like going away. But Tati's subscriber count increased by over 4 million in the same period that he dropped all of them. So I was going to say, I knew, like I'd heard James Charles's name before and I've heard of Jeffree Star. I've never heard of this Tati person. Mm-hmm. So she has the most to gain. Exactly. Even though she's the OG. Yeah. So Charles sent out like an initial vi- eight minute video called Tati with like all lowercase letters. And it was like super emotionally driven and like nobody bought it because it was it sounded fake. Like it was like a quick response video. How do you make that sound real though? Like literally, well, how do you do that on YouTube? That, well, that's the thing. Well, with other scandals in the past, like Laura Lee is another beauty YouTuber who made racist comments and then uploaded an apology video. That was the biggest fucking bullshit in the world. And that's kind of what people were comparing this Tati video to. But then... On May 18th, he made a second video where he actually stuck up for himself. So I was happy about this. And I was honestly at this point, I was like, when is this fucking scandal going to end? It's been a week. Mm-hmm. And he redeemed himself in this. So it's a 41 minute video entitled No More Lies. And he clearly presented evidence in his receipts and all his screenshots and shit explaining exactly what went down in Coachella with this guy, Sam in Seattle and with his relationship with Tati, because he made a lot of moves trying to like get uh, tell her that he was going to do the vitamin thing before it happened. Mm-hmm. And then can I talk to you on the phone after it happened? He eventually deleted it. But like he still claims that he didn't make any money off of it, even though everyone knows he did. And then so. And they're probably I mean, are they monetizing these videos? All, like, are they all no, making money? That's the thing, because if they did, then people wouldn't trust them. Okay. Because these then videos just have like a hundred million fucking views and they would make a lot of money off of that. Yeah. But they haven't advertised. They haven't put ads in it because then they would seem ingenuine. You know? So. Hmm. So. I'm sorry. This is a long story, but basically Jeffree Star inserted himself into this because he always has to fucking do that. He's a common thread. He literally wants to prop it off of people's uh, like you know, canceling. He literally, yeah, he literally, he's not involved. He, he's not involved he's at all. He's tangential to it exactly. by being in the beauty industry. He just basically backed up Tati's claims that he was like a, and he, he called him, what did he say? He said, 
you're a threat to um, humanity or something crazy like that. What? And he is and he James's like video, a nuclear war? Like, I don't know. It was like what? something insane. Oh, threat to society, not humanity. But like, he was like, <laughs> sorry, I'm not very organized because I'm talking out of <laughs> I'm talking about bullshit. But like, <laughs> but basically, he backed him up. He backed Tati up. And James posted all these nasty fucking texts from Jeffrey to James saying all these nasty things. Oh, like he's, these are screenshots? Yeah, okay. like horrible, horrible things. And then Jeffrey was like, I'm going to release all the receipts and I'm going to do all this. And then he releases a video where he just says, I'm done. It's over. Like, I'm not going to be in all these scandals anymore. I'm like. To me, that says there were no fucking receipts. Right. Like, I've got all of this proof, but actually, I'm going to take the high road and no more. Yeah. No, you just had no receipts. Yeah. And you had to save face. Mm hmm. That just, that really, that really just makes him seem like a liar. So, in the end, I. I don't follow any of them <laughs> because it's honestly annoying. But That's I'm con- too much. I'm considering resubscribing to James, but I will not subscribe to Jeffrey anymore because I just think he's like so full of drama and it's annoying. And Tati, oh, I don't, I don't fucking made. respect Tati anymore. Like, what was she even doing? Like, your feelings are valid, but it, you know, it felt manipulative. Well, why? What I don't understand. So maybe you're upset. And maybe I just like don't get the YouTuber thing, but like posting crying, posting a video of yourself crying on Instagram story. Like, that's just I like I don't I don't get that. Yeah. Like, I don't get like, do you think that makes you like, obviously you want to be real. 37 year old lady. Well, and you want to be real. And I kind of get that. But like, why would like that just seems that seems like kind of childish. That's part of the thing that everyone on YouTube says is. My whole life is online and all this shit. Like, I want to be open with my followers. I'm like, well, mm. I don't care. Yeah, like. Just review some makeup, okay? That's literally <laughs> why I'm here. Please tell me what foundation to buy. I really can't watch an unedited unedited video. Like, when people do live <laughs> oh, streams yes. and no, stuff, I like, I... That. I can't do it. Like real life is boring. Give me some cuts. Give me some fades. That's why I like Emma Chamberlain. Did you ever watch her? No. You should. She's so funny. Is she well produced? Well edited? She like popularized this whole new YouTube style. Like literally in the past year. And now she has like 8 million followers out of nowhere. Good. She's amazing. And she's so funny. And not problematic. No, she's like, she just turned 18. (gasps) Oh. She's Baby. so cool. I love her. You, her name's Emma Chamberlain. Look Amber, her up. I will. I and will. Then you'll watch her videos literally all day. So that's a warning. I will. I'll try to get. Yeah. Watch that next time with Kate. Yeah, I will. Because she's funny. Like literally her vlogs are just her driving around getting coffee. And like it's like the most entertaining shit to watch. I don't know. She's Dude. Just awesome. Yeah. Well, I'll try to. I'll get around that. Because like I don't think Kate's on Twitter or anything. So she probably just doesn't know yeah. stuff. Mm. She's kind of like, oh, I don't really know and watched it. I'm about to tell her the facts, though. No more <laughs> Jeffree Star. She can listen to this. She can listen to this <laughs> instead. got the whole story in We'll here. tell you about Jeffree Star. So that was James Charles, Jeffree Star, and the OG Tati. Yeah. Well, and I can see, like, I, I mean, it's hard because they're all kind of the same time, but I can see. So Tati's the OG. Mm-hmm. Jeffrey gets a start through MySpace, but then, like, I'm sure it's easier to see. 
Like once you've seen stuff like that. Yeah. I think Jeffrey and James both kind of came up at the same time. But Tati was the mother of the beauty community, apparently. Well, and you know that like, I mean, James Charles is too young for MySpace. Like, I think we were getting close to too young for MySpace. (laughs) Like we definitely had to lie to get profiles on. Did they have an age thing? Yeah. Well, I remember specifically asking my dad. I I was in the kitchen at at our island and he was across from me. I don't know why. But like I said, hey, dad, can I get a MySpace? And he said, yeah, sure. I don't fucking care. Well, he didn't didn't swear. He didn't swear. He said, yeah, sure. I don't care. And I said, good, because I already have one. (laughs) Yes, Scott. So whatever. That's too funny. Yeah. So he probably didn't see Jeffree Star on... MySpace, but probably he probably not. he probably I mean everybody watched YouTube growing up, so mm-hmm. yeah. Well, yeah, and it, YouTube has changed so much because it was like oh, yeah. sketches and like shit, and now it's like mukbangs and <laughs> um like some kind sometimes beauty reviews, but mostly mm-hmm. just like get ready with me and like stuff like that. Yeah, it's so weird. It's so weird thinking like even just looking at these people who have like their and their channels, how well produced they are. And like part of that is just like, they have a lot you of know, better technology and getting, you know, like prosumer yeah. like film gear becoming like cheaper and more affordable. So like anyone can really make a good looking YouTube video. Well, that's video. a controversy, too, because people when they get up and they have these amazing, amazingly produced videos, sometimes they don't want to share what equipment they use and stuff. Whatever. I know. But that's like, that's like everything though. Like there are some like in the film industry, like there are some people who like won't share their lighting setups. Like, yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. yeah. They won't share their lighting. They won't share like if someone's like, Oh, what camera? They're like, it's not the camera. It's the person using, you know, like people just like, people are just like weird about just answering those questions. I know if even if it's coming from like a youth, full person who's like I want to get into this like give me some pointers people are like you got to figure it out yourself no help so weird whereas if someone says oh my god you look great I'll be like oh my god thanks I got this show from H&M and I got these pants from Amazon and da 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 right like you share your outfit secrets yeah it's not a secret (laughs) ooh you smell so good what are you wearing Uh, just go in the forest and roll around I'll never tell you (laughs) you have to find it yourself smell everything at Sephora yeah guess (laughs) Well, they're fun. Lots of problematic people. I know. We started off a kind of bad note, but no matter what, these people are fun to talk about. Yeah, it's true. And I mean, mine are old. So goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs) But yeah, what do you do with a young person who's already going through all this stuff? I mean, I feel like the only thing that James can do is keep going and try to not piss anyone else off. Like, Well, he redeemed himself with that video. You think so? Yeah. Totally. His subscriber count went back up to five and a half mil. So he's like one, what is it? Like 1.2 million down from his, like, his is he still ahead of Jeffrey? Yes. Ha. He got back up. I bet that hurts. Well, that was I bet that hurts him real bad. Because when, Je- when James lost all these subscribers, then Jeffrey became the top beauty sub. Oh, yeah. man. So it's it's like, all political. Yeah. And some other YouTuber pointed out, like, how much money. Tati must have made because she didn't monetize the video, but she linked her um, Halo Beauty in the description. Oh, my gosh. I know. Yeah, that's cheap. Might as well just monetize the video, too. Honestly. Right. 
So she pro- someone said like she probably made nineteen million dollars in three days. Oh man, what a freaking life! Should we we should start a YouTube channel? <laughs> I can't do the beauty thing though. You could, because you can do that stuff. I don't know. I'll film it. That's what my film degree's for. Oh my is God. a freaking YouTube channel. <laughs> we don't have enough to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for listening, folks. Yeah, thanks. I hope you liked it. Yeah. A, a lot more drama in this epo- episode than normal. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, you know, that's going to wrap it up. Thanks for listening. <laughs> thanks so much for listening. Happy Wednesday. Because hopefully you're listening to this oh, right when this I comes was, out. Oh, my God. It's hey, Louis, like, it's Wednesday now. Friday. <laughs> Um, but yeah, make sure to subscribe to us. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever you use. Um, but give us a rating too. Oh, give us a review. Rate and review. Yeah, we also have a Facebook page. Like us. Feel free to like post suggestions for artists. Yeah, please. Favorite artists. Hopefully, no more problematic ones. You know. Yeah, but a little bit of tea is always fun. a little bit of tea never is too bad it mm-hmm. depends on how hot it is though yeah. my second guy made me sad like i don't yeah. need that kind of tea in my life Mm-mm. um but yeah the good tea and you know you know please write and review us honestly on apple Podcasts because that is what makes us like get higher and get us listeners yeah and we're just starting this is yeah. only episode four so any help you we can give us listeners we'd love it you know give us a review we'll give you like a shout out or something yeah. on and social media for the support yeah 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 i, I don't know if we've ever thanked them listening are like my family and my friends and my followers on like instagram but like thank you for listening yeah thank you yeah thank you for yeah, sticking if you made around. It this far yeah <laughs> i mean they get we know they get long but you know Thank you. So that'll be it, you guys. Again. This has been OG Influencers. This has. With Cece Osborne and Haley Hart. Bye. Bye.